CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Us Weekly's entertainment director, Travis Cronin, and you're tuned into Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. This show we break down all of the hottest celebrity gossip stories of the week so you are in the know you know and if i was doing this by myself i'd just be a crazy person speaking to the wall but i'm not because i'm joined today by the lovely gwen flamberg hey gwen well hello where is sarah heron is she drinking guinness in dublin you know no matter what hour of the day it is is i know she is drinking guinness somewhere uh, in dublin or on the coast of ireland she is uh just on brand always indeed on brand our flush-faced beauty soon to become a european citizen after she meets a good old irish lad up on the coast there as she serves up galway gal yeah she would be a galway gal (laughs) well we will have sarah back next week but for now gwen i want to get right into our woes of the week These are the stories that made my co-hosts and I clutch our proverbial pearls. They just really stood out to us for one reason or another. When what story stood out to you this week? Travis, have you been watching the new seminal show on the Hulu network? Tell me lies. I have not. So tell me lies is a show on Hulu. Um, It's basically about a very lovely, unassuming, not very smart girl in college who falls for a guy who is just gaslighting her left and right. Every single person who I've talked to about this show, it is highly, highly triggering because everybody has a Steven in their life at some point. Steven is the character's name. Totally. Spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen the finale. Not really giving that much away, but... Something wild happens from a beauty standpoint, which is at the very end of the finale, the main character gets really like nervous about something wild, a crazy twist that basically ends the finale of season one. And she breaks out in like stress hives, like a rash and covers it up. So the makeup artist on this show, how genius was that? That they created these stress hives In real time, it's just one of the most wildly interesting, crazy, triggering things that a makeup artist has ever done in a Hollywood show. And so it's it's just it's a crazy thing. And, you know, if you want to read all about it, see the images, see how it went down, go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Of course, we got the scoop. 
Nice. Well, my wall of the week belongs to Adele. Not only did she release that amazing music video for I Drink Wine, where she is in this floaty and all of these hands are trying to hand her wine and she's shoving them away. But she has said that after her residency, she wants to go back to uni, as she calls it, and get a degree in English literature. So now her residency kicks off November 18th very, very soon. And she has 24 rescheduled performances after all of that drama that happened last time. And she was at a Q&A and she said after she's done, she will be pursuing a degree in, in English literature. She said she will complete um, online courses in order to get her degree. Um, after wishing that she went to university when she had the chance, she said, um, if I hadn't made it singing, I think I would definitely be a teacher. I'd be an English lit teacher and I would definitely use my passion for English literature, even though it's not the job that I would go through to get my degree. I wish I'd gone to uni, uni and had that experience. She says, I'll go online with the tutor and that's my plan for 2025. It's just to get the qualification, she said, which I thought was so nice. I can I totally see her as an English teacher. We love Adele, but like if Adele goes and gets an English degree, her lyrics are going to be even better. And may I just say, I'm just so happy that that was your woe, Trav, because that I like wine. It's like one of my favorite songs on that record. And I just love the video. <laughs> the visual so good. Whatever the heck they call it these days. But she uh, she's one of my favorites, Adele. Can do no wrong. Gorgeous. Oh, my God. Me, too. And I agree. I think that English lit is like, you know, when you're a singer and a writer of, you know, songs, it can't hurt. Can't hurt. Mm. Well, just like Adele in that video, let us dive into not wine, but some of the celebrity news stories of the week. I want to talk with just the agonizing slow breakup of Giselle and her husband, Tom Brady. Of course, we put her first because she's worth more money and we like her better than Tom Brady. So sorry to you, Tom. But the two are just seeming to get closer and closer to a divorce. A source tells us now that they have started divvying up all the properties. Giselle's home is on the only name on the home in Miami. They have two residences in New York and they have recently divvied those up. Um, one is at Cooper Place. We, you know, you don't have to stock them, but one is in Williamsburg and one is downtown and Giselle on Vestry Street in Tribeca, like the building of buildings like this yes. is the building in my neighborhood and the yes. city, to be honest. And that's the one that Giselle's name is on. And then Tom is on the other one by the edge. And they are, which seems to be very, very <laughs> not a good sign if you and your partner are recently only putting one name on your houses and sort of dividing up big assets. A source tells us that friends are worried that this is the final step for them, but that it could also be a scare tactic for Giselle to try to get Tom to finally come back to her and realize what he has and what he's doing wrong. But I don't know. This just never seems like a good sign. Well, listen, first of all, they both are worth a lot of money. She's worth a lot more than him. Maybe she was really smart about it. And she was like, listen, instead of us going in together on our properties, we should just purchase them separately just in case. I mean, that's kind of an interesting way to go into marriage. I also find it really weird, this Williamsburg property. Like, did they buy that as an investment property? Is it his crash pad? 
What is it? We it don't must know. be his crash pad. But this, like they that. bought them together and they both had names on both the properties. And now they are switching the names on the properties oh, from Miami I to see. Williamsburg now. So this is a new revelation that they are not on as a couple for any of these properties. Very interesting. But also, let's just, you know, go back, revisit down memory lane when we would see them together at Harry Josh's pre-Met Gala hair ball. Now, Tom and Giselle together, it's like staring at the sun. They're so yeah. gorgeous. But you may remember, Trav, you tried to teach him how to twerk. I was no. there. I saw it. He did not have a lot of rhythm. No. And I sort of thought right there and then, you know, she is like this passionate Brazilian. Uh, you know, I just... I, I don't know. It's not surprising to me that it's not going to go the distance. It's just really sad to me that he can't just retire from football, retire from commentating and just let her have a moment and a shine because she has dedicated so many years of her life to him and his success. And he does not seem to want him to do the same. It's just so interesting to me that like as a star quarterback, that's the only way that he has his identity and has yeah. his stroked. It's like, as a dad, as a husband, as just like being a part of a community. It's like, that's not enough for him. And that's really sad. It is. It is. It's really sad. And they might both be gorgeous, but they have problems too. Well, let us move on to Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry has a brand new memoir out. It's called Friends, Lovers, and Big Terrible Things. And we are going to walk you some of the highlights because there are some huge, huge bombshells, some juicy revelations. Well, he, you know, first shared that he, of course, had a huge addiction problems his entire life, his entire career up until this day. And he shared that he nearly almost died while the time that he was filming Friends because he had taken 55 Vicodin tablets and a quart of vodka every single day just to make it through the day. Matthew Perry estimates that he spent about $9 million trying to get sober and, you know, reveals that he's had 14 surgeries, nearly died several times, and occasion is to heart has stopped beating for five minutes. And he now has the bowels of a, quote, man in his 90s after being forced to wear a colostomy bag for a year. Now, his addiction wasn't the only thing he opened up about. He talked about dating Julia Roberts, which I completely forgot until he brought it up, whom he actually dumped at the time in the 90s. And he said, quote, I can't even begin to describe the look of confusion on her face. Um, I was not enough. I could never be enough. I was broken, bent and unlovable. So instead of facing the inevitable agony of losing her, I broke up with her, the beautiful and brilliant Julia Roberts. Later, he would go on to watch her be he was in the audience to watch her win Best Actress, the Oscar for Aaron Bravakovich in 2001. Um, rough, rough, rough time. Now, years before uh, they were both cast in Friends, Matthew Perry asked out his friend Jennifer Aniston at the time, but she turned him down. He wrote that he always harbored, harbored a crush on her. Matthew says, fairly early in the making of Friends, I realized that I was still crushing badly on Jennifer Aniston. Our hellos and goodbyes became awkward and then i'd finally asked myself how long can i look at her is three seconds too long and he also revealed that it was actually jennifer aniston who came to his trailer to intervene when his addiction spiraled out of control telling him hey this whole cast can smell booze on you now gwen you might say wow that's a lot of really famous
has really gorgeous men from Matthew Perry. Well, I'm going to throw another one. He also writes about making out with Gwyneth Paltrow inside of a broom closet um, <laughs> at a party before they both got famous. Oh, and there's one more. There was the time that he was set up with Cameron Diaz. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Um, but she wasn't really enthusiastic. Matthew said, quote, Cameron got almost instantly stoned. It was clear that she wasn't interested in me at all. Adding insult to injury, he writes, she accidentally punched him in the face. <laughs> accidentally <laughs> punched him in the face. I wonder when and how. I just feel so wildly sad for Matthew Perry after reading everything about this memoir, because as I think we all knew that he struggled with addiction, had these huge addiction issues. We all saw the reunion and saw how kind of terrible he looked, but mm -hmm. nobody knew that it was quite this drastic. I mean, it is kind of amazing. This guy cheated death. I mean, Ooh, yeah. all of his issues that he had with his intestines, his stomach, this is like what Elvis died of. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of amazing that he was able to sustain such a heavy addiction for so long. And all I have to say is like, Bravo to him. Bravo to him for not holding back in this memoir, putting it all out there and really, you know, coming as clean as he possibly could have. And, and you know, what a way to lay all your regrets bare. But in a memoir, like could have had, <laughs> could have had Julia, Julia could have had Jen, could have had Gwynny, you know. Never uh, had a chance with Cameron. Well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, some people say, especially with addiction issues, that some people just have iron guts. And I think that Matthew Perry is definitely one of those people who just cheated death so many times when his, you know, scientifically, biologically, he was not supposed to do that. And I just found it so well, first of all, 55 bike it in a quart of vodka okay. every day. Damn. Didn't yeah. even know that that was, you know, possible for one to do. But also he broke up with Julia Roberts. I don't get it. He did it for the right reasons. Just, you know, knowing that they were going to go away. But it's just that's so wild to me. Yeah. That was that was a shocker. 
Well, let's move on to the story that made me the saddest week, but we have to talk about it. Um, Leslie Jordan, the oh. actor and comedian and life light of all of our lives, died this past Monday in a car crash in Hollywood. He was 67 years old. Um, his rep confirmed to us and said, quote, not only was he a mega talent and joy to work with, but he provided an emotional sanctuary to the nation. Now, Leslie Jordan was known for paying Beverly Leslie on the long-running sitcom Will and Grace. He had roles on American Horror Story and Call Me Cat. And he, but Will, I mean, Leslie Jordan was really known. Um, his fame grew exponentially during the pandemic, where he posted warm-hearted joke and updates about his life. You know, just everyone related to him. It was like, I've walked around my house for the 1500th time. And it was just, it was so, so heartbreaking to hear about this. Just terrible. 67 and in a car crash. I mean, sometimes the universe is really cruel. It really is. But, you know, there's some really nice parts about this, Gwen. So uh, six months ago, he bought his first home and he was so proud of getting his first home at 67 years old. He finally... Yeah, I know. And I thought it was a really sweet moment. And you also he was also um, in jail early in his life. And guess who he shared a jail cell with, Gwen? I did not know this. So he was in jail and his celly, as you would call it, was none other than Robert Downey Jr. Oh, no way. Were they both in the drunk tank? They were both in actual jail, not Great. just the drunk tank. Really? The drunk tank is for overnight people. They were in prison. Wow. So they were in prison and shared a cell together. And Leslie Jordan said that he ran into Robert Downey Jr. many, many years later. And Robert Downey Jr. was looking at him like, oh, my God, all this horrible stuff came coming back. And him and Leslie Jordan were great. But uh, Leslie Jordan got sober right after he got out of jail wow. with cellmate Robert Downey Jr. Can you believe it? Really awesome. I, mean, I loved Leslie Jordan for so many reasons. I mean, Beverly Leslie and Will and Grace is one of the most iconic characters ever. And like, it can't, I defy anybody to not smile. Yeah, he came on the screen as Beverly Leslie. But what I also loved about him so much was like during the pandemic, when he went back to Tennessee, where he was from, mm -hmm. to Chattanooga, to live with his mom, who's 94 yeah. years old during the pandemic, which I, you know, I found so relatable because I didn't leave New York City because my elderly mom is is here. And, it, you know, just I, Beverly Leslie, Leslie Jordan, like one and the same human that just kind of like brought a smile to everyone always like just that kinds of light that is really rare to find, especially in people in Hollywood. It is. And my associate Banji and I are taking a lovely cruise. I mean, I just couldn't get enough of him on that show. <laughs> and just you will be missed. Leslie Jordan, we love you, my little Bev. Yeah. Well, let us move on to our last story of the day. Gwen, it has been revealed. Penguin Random House has revealed the cover and title of Prince Harry's long-awaited memoir. I feel like it's been five years, even though I know it's impossible to be five years because he was still in royal life. But the new book will be called Spare. Of course, that is uh, a little nod to the heir and the spare, as Harry was already called. Uh, and the Penguin Random House said it will be published globally on January 10th, 2023. 
they wrote they uh penguin random household said we are excited to bring readers everywhere he uh the remarkable and personal emotionally powerful story it's a mouthful of prince harry the duke of Su- sussex uh the cover is a close-up shot of harry staring straight at the camera and gwen i know you saw this so what oh. did you think are you First excited thing. well here's the thing trap obviously you know i roll over and i start scrolling first thing in the morning and it was one of the first things that i saw online and to be honest trav at first i thought that this was a spoof i did too of the book because the title spare i get it but like wow you know i just kind of feel like it's almost like there's there's a double entendre there there's it's just like, I think it's cheap. Do you? I, I think it's cheap. Like, obviously, the air and the spare, but also it's a nod to like, he's living a spare life now, like not in the the riches and the of of the royals. But like, come on now, living in a mansion in outside of Santa Barbara. Like, I don't know. I just feel a little bit like, why is he putting all of his cards on the table? Like, why does everybody have to know everything the deep dark secrets he's so young for this so i also thought that this was a parody it sort of reminded me like the 90s calvin klein like obsession ads where they were really really dramatic and then people started to parody them and they're like Exactly. And when I saw this picture, especially that like photo they chose where he looks like, I don't know, a hot hungover person, sort of, <laughs> it just felt like really, really, really cheesy. And again, the title seems cheesy as well. It just and- feels more like Megan than like Harry. Yes, absolutely. He has that same like sparrow eyed look that Megan loves so much. And it really looked like she was the creative director for this cover shoot. And for the whole idea, the whole positioning of the book, it just feels a little bit like, was this all Harry's idea and doing? And I just have to say, God bless that he waited until after Her Majesty, mm-hmm. the Queen, yeah. went to heaven. It really is a lovely gift that he could give the Queen so she doesn't have to read all about who we definitely believe her favorite grandson. Aww. All of his sad trials and tribulations in the palace. True, true. Well, if you haven't seen the picture, go look at it. And I just can't unsee Meghan Markle's face or creative direction in this, in the title, all of it. And there's like a gentle wind machine on him. I don't know. Very handsome. He looks very rugged. You know, this is the Harry of, you know, who, who fought in the army. And this is the Harry who's like, he's just a rugged dad of two in California. You know, it's just, (laughs) and it's just, There just seems to be this axe to grind. I know he's been quite bitter for a long time, but I don't know. He's a bit young to have a memoir where it's all out there. That's my opinion. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to read it. I will pre-order today. (laughs) (laughs) The the social media backlash definitely used the word bitter as well and bitter just because of the title and sort of general vibe of the description that we got. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, but, you know, again, can't wait to read it. Good luck, uh, Harry. Congratulations. And all of those things. And thank you to the ghost of Sarah Huron, who is <laughs> drunk in Ireland, right? And to the real Gwen Flamberg for helping me spill all of this piping hot celebrity this week. Again, this is Travis Cronin, Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast with your weekly peek into the glamour, glitter, fashion, fame of your favorite celebrities. Because after all, Gwen, you know what they are? They're, They're just, just like, like us. us. Yes, guys. they are. See you back next week. Soon.